Hey everyone, this is Matt Holt, co-producer of Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities. Hey, this is the final episode of Season 1. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. We are going to take a break for Thanksgiving, and then after Thanksgiving, we're coming back with a best-of run for Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities. Two weeks of some of our favorite episodes. My co-producer, Ross Duncliffe, and I have scoured through all the episodes, choosing our favorites. We've got two great weeks lined up for you, so tune in. Check those out. We'll be back with new episodes beginning Tuesday, December 11th. Remember to rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps us out a lot. And also go to ontourcomedy.com to find out all about the podcast and other podcasts we have on the network. Thanks for listening. We appreciate your support. Hi, I'm Stuart Huff. At night, I'm a stand-up comedian. But during the day, I spend my time roaming through junk shops that hopefully smell like mildew. I'm not looking for antiques. No, I'm looking for items that spark my curiosity. And if they're the right price, then they come home with me. This podcast is accurately named Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities. Welcome to another episode of Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities. Drake, Drake, we have Drake with us today. What do you think of that title? It's horrible, right? Obsessive curiosities. Obsessive curiosities. Uh, you are a pretty obsessive guy, so and the items are pretty curious. So you're I'd the say first guest that's liked the title. Uh, you didn't say you liked it. You said I did it was not accurate. say that. Yeah, <laughs> you said it was accurate. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, we're gonna change it. The title. We're gonna we're gonna have to scrap all the episodes because I'm changing the title. I can't think of a worse one. But as soon as I think of a worse one than that. I'm going to go with it. They've always said you've been difficult to work with, and this is why. <laughs> the, I like the way you say they. Like, there's ever been people that Many knew people me. are saying. Right. That's what people are saying. He's difficult yeah. to work with. Not me, but others. Right. Uh, so we have Brent Trehune with us. Hello. And uh, we have Drake. And by the way, I am, uh, when, I have, when, there, when I have a comedian on here, such as Brent Trehunicus, I say the full name, but, you know. I don't want people, if we say something on here and people get mad, I want them to have to actually have to work hard to find you. Sure. Right? I appreciate that. Yeah. Yes. To go nuts. <laughs> like my friend Lowell, who I haven't mentioned his last name, he's not a comedian, right? He was on and we were talking. He was, in, he was in the Army for 10 years and then had a complete change of mind and morality and all this stuff and ended up, he was like literally going to spend his whole life in the Army in his mind. That was his career. And then he just decided it's not right. He doesn't agree with it. So he dropped out of the army and, and went to college and really got really into philosophies and all this stuff. And we had him on. And he said a lot of things about the military that, you know, so I just didn't say his last name. So feel free to go nuts. <laughs> it's very liberating. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, Drake, so you're a student at UK, right? That's right. I'm there studying philosophy and writing rhetoric digital studies, which is uh, kind of like a new major they made, but uh, it's pretty neat and it deals with rhetoric and uh, like kind of attention and how people pay attention and how you get people to pay attention to different things. So wow, it's pretty cool. Like tricks? Uh, yes. I mean, rhetoric, uh, I think people in the past have defined it as like it is verbal trickery. Like there's always some ulterior motive. There's always something... Uh, they're trying to get you to do so. Yeah, in a lot of ways, it's uh, that's so cool, right? Yeah, I'd like that. That I figured out. 
Um, like if I'm on stage, right, and there's a table that's talking, not paying attention, and they're talking, I used to like yell at them, you know, like shut up, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I went through that phase of getting mad about it. And then I went into this thing where I would be, I'd be like, hey, that's a real neat shirt. Like they're talking and not listening. And I would look at them and go, that's a neat shirt. Where did you get? Like I would address them directly. And then that changed the dynamic of it. Now they're much, if I compliment them, they're much more likely to listen now. I, it's not like I intended that to happen. It's just I tried a different tactic and it changed the dynamic of it. And I've also learned this, that if a table is talking and they're near the front and I'm trying to do my show and I just walk over to them, but never look at them and never stop talking. I just, if I'm in their kind of their presence in their area, they'll shut up immediately. I do that too. Yeah. Do you without, they, they without can, yelling at them? You just walk near them. Yeah. Cause I mean, verbally you're already in the room, but physically there, you could be anywhere. Right. But if you're in their eyesight, then it's like, oh, that guy's right there, you know. Yeah. Especially the guy on stage with a microphone. <laughs> you couldn't be more in the room. Sure. But to them, you might as well not be. Yeah, it, it's not enough that you were, you know, illuminated, you know, elevated mm -hmm. and amplified. Yeah. They also needed you to be near them so they have the manners to shut up. Mm -hmm. And you hope they shut up. Right. It's weird how uh, I definitely I'm I never attend, intended to Drake, but I it's weird how I I have used I think tricks, you know, especially the southern accent. <laughs> that is a tool, baby. It is. Yeah, when it, there's something about it when you when you go uh, like if you let me think of a good example, like if you say uh, the people over there were were rude. <laughs> You know, that's one thing. But right. if you say all all them over there ain't right in the head, mm -hmm. then it's a it's a whole different ball game. There's, I got your personality right away, or I know something about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that part of it? Yeah, I think uh, definitely. Like, uh, so there's all different kinds of rhetoric, and it's all about kind of what you're wanting the audience to get out of it. So it's the way you draw attention to certain things, the way you characterize certain views. I know like in your standup, you kind of have a go-to stock character for uh, a lot of like the caricature of the people you're talking about. And that really, uh, that's certainly rhetoric and it's rhetorical how you are delivering that in a certain way that uh, it's always funny when you are doing that accent. It's like inherently funny, but at the same time, right you're making a point about it and it's a rhetorical point you want your audience to walk away with. Right. That, yeah. That's it's, it's fascinating to, to analyze it like that. Cause I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I'm not smart enough to say, okay, here's what I want to happen. So this is the way I'm going to do it. I just did it. You know what I mean? And then, but then when you look back and go, yeah, that is exactly what I did. I described someone to the audience that I don't like in a, in a certain Southern mocking kind of, because I knew, I guess I know I, whatever that when I say, when I, when I do the character like this, you dumb, I guy, <laughs> you know, then the audience is judging that character the same way I want them to. Right. God, and they let you major in that <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. It's uh it's ridiculous. That's uh, awesome. 
it's a lot of fun, and it's pretty neat to see how that overlaps with philosophy a lot of the time. A lot of people think uh, you need to keep your philosophy separate from your rhetoric because you've got you know substantive claims versus how you dress up or uh, deliver those claims. So oh. it's really interesting to see like from both sides to really understand how people are articulating uh, like beliefs or belief systems that right, they right. live by. And you're right. Uh, it's something that's cool because you can analyze it afterwards, but you know how to do that already. You're up there on the stage and you're already uh, doing this voice, doing these uh, funny jokes and all that. Like, you know, even if you're not consciously thinking of what you want your audience to get away from it, you're still doing that in a uh, effective way and they're getting it. So that's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I would. I think I would like to take those classes. It's interesting to see how you, you know, you and me are being communicated to, because you know sometimes the way they communicate to us tells a lot about what they think of us. The audience. No, the the message sender. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, if you you realize the tricks that they're playing, and then you're like, oh, they think I'm dumb, or that's what I would go to. You know, is that? I mean, is that right? Yeah. Well. Uh, it's important to think of like uh, rhetorical like relationships like it's never just oh audience here uh, you never have a speaker and then like a passive audience who's just going to take it however the speaker presents it uh, like the postmodernists they say the author is dead all that matters is how the audience is perceiving it and how uh, what the audience gets out of it but I think uh, as comedians you guys would definitely understand uh, authorial intent is important. There's a specific thing you want the audience to get out of it, but uh, at the same time, all the audience can get different things out of it. So yeah, it's always interesting to like look at that relationship and see uh, what is effective and what isn't and kind of getting someone to agree with an argument you're making or laugh yeah. at a joke or something like that. Yeah, in, like, I, I could, like I've written jokes before that that have a very specific victim in the joke that someone <laughs> right. I'm targeting my anger towards. Right. And I've written those jokes in such a way that I do them and the audience laughs, but I immediately realize they're laughing for the wrong reason. <laughs> like if that makes any sense, like they, you know, I didn't write it properly to where they clearly see that I hate this person <laughs> and their beliefs and there, you know, and so then I have to write it, uh, go through it and rewrite it, restructure it to where now they're no longer laughing. The audience has stopped laughing because now I've written it correctly. It's just they disagree <laughs> with me. <laughs> do you, you know what I mean? It's right but wrong at the same time. Yeah. So here's here's what we're going to do today on this episode. Um, I've, I've got stuff. I bought it. I don't know why. I, 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 you know, I can give you a list of reasons. Uh, but at the end of the day, it just made me happy, you know, and uh, we're just going to pull random stuff out and see what happens. And let's just talk. And uh, I, but you want to talk about intent, right? Like I have a message I want to get out. OK, this first thing I'm going to show you my guess, and I can't wait for Drake to see this. My guess is that this guy in this picture has a, uh, it's not even my guess. I know he has a certain intent. But he missed the mark, baby. <laughs> in my opinion, this guy shot for the – he threw a dart at the board, and he hit someone at the bar. He didn't even get on the dartboard. This is a postcard. At the top, it says, Missionaries to French West Africa. Uh, in parentheses, it says, Holding forth the, the word of life. 
that's Bible verse, I think. And underneath, and there's a picture, and underneath it says Mr. and Mrs. Ray R. Moore and quote Dickie. So it's a husband and wife with their son Dickie. Uh, and then it has an address, uh, address further notice, uh, care of Geneva Bible School, uh, Switzerland. All right. So and then. Their home address, this is from Chicago, 516 West 60th Street, Chicago's, I guess, where the church is. Uh, French West Africa address will be given later. So these people are are missionaries, okay? There's nothing on the back. It, but this guy might be the devil. <laughs> I mean, just the way he's looking. I just passed that to Brent. <laughs> I mean, is that a clear example of someone missing the mark? It's kind of he kind of looks like a Dick Van Dyke type guy, but then also has the that devilish smile at the same time. It's he look. I I would not trust that man. <laughs> no, that's sinister for sure. It's sinister. Good word. Yeah, I mean he's he's a missionary, and if he showed up in my village, he I, cannibal or not he's going down you know what i mean i can't have that running around Definitely. yeah if you donate that money to that guy to go do missionary stuff it's never making it over to the village <laughs> right it's going to vegas right is it uh is it an ad like he's trying to get you to donate to his missionary work that would be what? my guess but it's uh also uh you describe it as a postcard is it just like uh handed out at the church or something like that do you think yeah i possibly it i described it as a postcard but there's no like on the back there's no <laughs> it's not a postcard clearly right. you're not going to send this to your grandma from when you're on vacation <laughs> <laughs> right it's not it's about the size of a postcard okay yeah yeah but that i mean i saw that in a junk shop and just immediately laughed because you know my feelings about the church aside that's not the photograph that you go with. <laughs> yeah, no. That guy looks evil, you know? And may maybe that's his least evil look. Right. <laughs> that's scary. Maybe they took 40 and the photographer's like, well, this one's the one <laughs> that's where you can't see your thought. horns. Yeah, that's a very scary thought. That they, they actually looked at a sheet, a test sheet of, of photographs and went, this is... Mm -hmm. The other the one, he evil. actually has his tongue out. <laughs> he, he's doing the... <laughs> he's the, doing the Ronnie James rock, Dio. Yeah, the Ronnie James Dio hand sign. Right, yeah. <sighs> yeah, it seems like it, it's a kind of like, a you know, if you do a, a walk-a-thon or a marathon, you have people pledge you. It seems <laughs> like, you know, he's trying to raise money for, you know... It's got to be to raise money, you know, to our trip, right? Right. They don't even have an address yet. It says in the bottom, what, right-hand corner... A French West Africa address coming soon or whatever. Right. So they don't have an address there yet. So they're clearly not there yet. <laughs> does, <laughs> right? does it have a, a year on it? I don't remember. No, if you I said don't it. think. Do you see a year, Drake? Because Dickie's probably still alive, the little baby. Well, we got to find this kid. Yeah. Yeah. Ask him what's up. That could yeah. be like a true, like a not even a true crime, but we go to the address, trace it back. <laughs> see if we can find Dickie. We, we could get Dickie on the podcast and ask yeah. him to explain himself and his father's behavior. <laughs> Maybe he looks like his dad. Oh, my God. Maybe that would be amazing. That would be amazing. I like how it says address until further notice, uh, the Geneva Bible School in Switzerland. Uh, that means they're going to have to, like, reprint these and, uh, you know, say, oh, now our updated address yeah. somewhere else. Which back then yeah. was harder than ever to print a thing. <laughs> right. Now you can put it on a computer and have it done in two seconds. Right, you could send out a whatever. E-card of this. Yeah, an e-card. <laughs> <laughs> it 
Hey, I'll bet I could put that or get someone who knows how to do it. It it would be easy to like copy that, right? Scan it or something, right? And then keep the picture and just make it my Valentine's Day card or something. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. I um you know what? Let's talk about this because this is something I don't know if you've studied this at all, but I'm fascinated with uh, what they call uncontacted tribes. Do you know anything about this? And how like uh, uh, collective unconscious will will uh, like emerge between people who have never come in contact with each other? Kind of. Yeah, I've read some stuff about that, but like this whole thing of missionaries, right? We're gonna go. I I hate that. <laughs> I'm so I for many many different reasons. It bothers me for many reasons, but I think the I think if I'm honest, the biggest reason it bothers me is like why you got to screw up something that's good, you know? I mean, you got like this is maybe ten years ago. I don't remember when this happened, but I loved this story when it came out. And there there are like that we are aware of. There are like I don't know a handful, ten, twenty tribes of of humans that we think are they've never been contacted by civilization okay we're aware because we have planes so we're aware that they're there but as far as we know if someone has contacted them as in a scientist or a missionary because a lot of the missionaries would go through the amazon and and bring god to all these people who didn't need him you know Hmm. and and they'd screw it all up but, um, uh, you know, so we fly over and so we're aware that there's a tribe there. Okay. But as far as we know, nobody has contacted them. If they did, then they're gone. Right. They joined or they're dead. <laughs> they, well, they or didn't they, say anything. I mean, let's be honest. There's cannibals, right? So mm-hmm. we don't know this one tribe in particular. Uh, I think, uh, Amazon, I think they were Amazon. Right. And there was a big, uh, you know, uh, tsunami. Right. That hit somewhere. And the the way and they're right at the peak, they're right on the ocean, this tribe, you know. So and the and I might and I'm trying to remember a story that I read years ago. So don't hold me to details here, listeners. Come on, Google it yourself and read it and go, well, he got that wrong and that wrong. But at least he led me to an interesting place. So some scientists thought, I, I hope the tribe, you know, wasn't harmed by the, the weather, right? So they took a plane to fly over just to see if they were okay. And this is a small tribe. There's three huts, one kind of big one, a couple of living huts. This isn't 200 people that we're aware of. We, we've only seen them from the air, you know. So this plane flies over, helicopter to be exact, if I remember correctly. And the men ran out with bow and arrows and started shooting at the helicopter, Right. And then the helicopter went, oh, they, they're there. And I think it might have even been National Geographic that was mm-hmm. doing this. They went, oh, they're, they're not harmed. They're there. They're good. Oh, great. So they're still there. And they flew away. You know. Now, that's the story from our point of view. <laughs> yeah. I love the story from their point of view. Right? A big robot bird came <laughs> mm-hmm. to kill us all. And your daddy saved us. He chased the monster bird away because that is exactly what happened that from their point of view, this horrific demon mechanical bird that made the trees wave that only know? comes after the tsunami happens. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it probably brought the tsunami. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just, and then, you know, you shot an arrow at it and scared it away. <laughs> 
You're wow. the you're the leader, you know? And that's I think that's what I like about reading about like uncontacted tribes is like if they have never had civilization at all and then what happens, you know what I mean? Like uh the cargo cults, have you ever read about cargo cults? Mm-mm. Holy crap, you got to read Cargo Cult. So I got. I, I have no junk about cargo cults, or I would do a nine-part episode. It's fascinating stuff. There was. Uh, you're gonna have to look it up again because I don't know all the details. But the the basics are this: there was a a tribe, and then World War II, World War II, uh, the British and Americans landed some boats on this island. Uh, to like store stuff there. So it, we, we would have ammunition. We would have, you know, so we unloaded a bunch of stuff onto this island. It's kind of like, let's keep it here. And so we'll, if we need it, you know, we're it's close, right? There's a tribe that lives there. So from their point of view, what happened was some big boats came and white men got off. And they're watching this from the jungle, you know, and they unloaded boxes of things. And then they marched in a line because they're doing drills. They're military. They marched in this weird line. And then a guy with blonde hair stamped some papers. And then they opened a box and they had miraculous food. <laughs> and, just, and so and we so then when they became a cargo, that's what they call them, cargo cults. They literally reenacted the military drills mm-hmm. and stamped papers waiting for the cargo to come. You know, and there's one documentary I saw that was just I laughed for 10 minutes when this one of the people in this documentary asked one of the tribesmen, it's been like 70 years now and you've been doing these drills and waiting for the boats to come back and bring the cargo. Don't you think that's enough time? And he one of the tribesmen said, you've been waiting 2000 years for your God. (laughs) (laughs) Like That's amazing. Cargo cults. You guys got to look it up. It's fascinating. Let's pull out another piece of junk and see what happens. All right. If, if you are listening to this or in this room and you would not have purchased this, then you, I won't, I'm going to hit unsubscribe. <laughs> I, on you as a person. On you as a person. I'm going to unfriend you, <laughs> unlike you, unsubscribe you. In life. In life. You're not even allowed to donate. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got that smile right there that that guy had on the post. Do I have that evil yeah. smile? God, I got so happy when I found this. I'm in a junk shop, right? This is a shadow box. Drake, are you good with measurements? Because I'm not. Ten inches across, maybe? There's a tape measure oh, right Oh, they brought me a tape measure because I was so horrible. I'm bad at podcasts. Uh, I was close-ish. It's nine inches, nine and a quarter inches. Yeah, but how long is the thing that you're... Boom! <laughs> that you got at the junk shop? Penis joke. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> First penis joke of the episode. Well, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> You, you, Drake, anytime. Drake and I are both philosophy <laughs> students. Do you understand? Yeah. As am I. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this is a shadow box. It's nine and a quarter square. So, um, and oh, how thick is it? It's a pretty thick shadow box, actually. It's um, well, about three three inches thick. So it's basically, if you don't know what a shadow box is, it's a frame with a piece of glass, but there's a space where you can actually put an item instead of a flat picture. Excuse me. Now, um, the thing in this shadow box is a duckling mm-hmm. with two bodies and one head. So, uh, and there's a piece of paper glued or something to the back of it 
of the shadow box that says this double bodied duckling hatched out alive, but unfortunately died shortly thereafter. The incomplete division of an egg intended to be twins left this, some of it's fading, left this misshapen creature with four legs, four wings, two tails, yet only one head. Throughout history, deformities of this nature have been viewed as not only innocent curiosities of nature, but also as omens of evil. Many, both humans and animal, were once killed at birth, believed to be unholy results of intercourse with the devil. All right, my friends, if this does not pique your interest, then (laughs) you are beyond Applebee's boring. Do you understand? (laughs) I mean, first of all, even if you're an animal lover, which I am, I mean, intercourse with the devil, (laughs) bringing about a two-bodied, one-head duckling. I love humanity. I just, I love the humans. And I, you know what? I doubt this is real. This is a gaffe. This is a joke. It might be real. I don't know. I've never taken it out of this, but if someone like taxidermied this, then they did a very good job. Like the way it's set up sounds like it was in some kind of museum. Yeah. With Cause why That's would you put the explanation? Thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, if it was like, if it was used to like shock you, you know, then this the thing on the back was typed out like it would be information mm-hmm. in a museum. And it, it the way it's written, like throughout history, deformities of the that's not a carnival language. Yeah. Right. It would be like one headed, two body duck. Guess your weight. You <laughs> beware. <laughs> beware. Beware the duck. Spawn right. Give me a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to pass this to Brent. Let's see what kind of thoughts Brent has on this. I just, I got so excited when I saw that in the store. And then there was a, that moment, which I go through agony in this moment. When I, I see something in a junk shop that I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. And then I reach for the tag and I know I'm going to, I'm about to be disappointed. I know it, you know, and on that one, I reached for the tag and I don't remember what I paid for it. But I, when I saw the t- price tag, I thought, yeah. Doesn't it suck when you walk in somewhere that has good stuff and it sucks only in that you're like, man, I'm about to spend a lot of money here. <laughs> it's like, yeah. like, it's great. But at the same time, you're also like, oh, man, this is not good for my bank account. Uh, I know. I have several times, many times, let's be honest, in a junk shop, I've called my credit card to see how much available credit I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's your purchase, Mr. Huff? <laughs> Well, there's a duck with two uh, bodies, you know, some something evidently had intercourse with the devil (laughs) and there's a result that I need to purchase. Why do you think Donald Duck never wore pants? I like these jokes you're slinging out here. (laughs) I like them. That's solid for the listener. You know, Donald Duck did wear pants. That's the only thing he wore. No, he that's why they call it Donald Ducking or Porky Piggin. What? When you when you only wear a shirt, but no pants. Is that right? Yeah. Donald, oh, Donald Duck that's, wore the shirt was, with no they, pants. Yeah, that's what they put on my police report. <laughs> <laughs> they did not. <laughs> Terunicus was Donald Ducking through town. Yeah. Or Do Porky they call Piggin. it Donald Ducking? At least Porky Pigging, but it's the same concept of shirt, no pants. I like, you know, a lot of people my age, because I'm old as hell, right? You're 21, Drake. You're 21. I'm 45, right? A lot of people my age are complaining that the the younger generation, whatever you want to, the kids, they're naming sexual acts, these crazy thing. And, you know, and I think it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I mean, wh- why are you, I don't understand why people my age are mad about that. 
It's it's creativity. You're Donald Duckin. <laughs> Urban Dictionary, I guess it just allows a platform for everyone to compile all their like folk languages, you know, like right. everyone's like, uh, oh, when you uh, poop in the top part of a toilet, that's called a uh, upper decker. <laughs> I can share that with everyone now. And uh, so funny. as before, that would just be an inside joke with uh, you right. and your buddy. Oh, let's go poop in the top part of a toilet. Right. But now everyone can share that, and I think that's uh, it is a beautiful thing. It's that we a beautiful all, thing. We can all identify what an upper decker is together. Right, you know? but you can't tell me. I know human nature enough to say that in 1908 at Yale University, <laughs> there were four dudes that pooped in the back and named it, and they laughed like hell, and then for the rest of their lives— they only, you know, it was their thing. And it's not like they were trying to keep it secret, but they didn't have a way to spread the beauty. And I'm not talking about the poop. I'm talking about the, the naming. Mm-hmm. And now four guys in the University of Milwaukee can name something crazy and laugh like hell and have a good time and then put it on Facebook and Urban Dictionary. And then Drake can be sitting in his dorm and think, oh, that's so funny. That's right, yeah. You know? I think about, you know, all the great, uh, you know, tweets out there, funny posts on, you know, social media and stuff. And think about 100 years ago, these thoughts, A, may have not been engendered by the culture around, you know. It's, uh-huh. I mean, that's funny within itself. But also just like all these thoughts have just been lost to time for forever. And that goes yeah. for before people were able to write things down, before they right. were able to. But I guess social media is so funny because... Even if no one gives a shit, you can still disseminate so much information. And these little thoughts that you have throughout the day, you can still get those out there to an actual audience. So right. That's just like unprecedented levels of uh, media we can make and share. You know, It's incredible. And you're a philosophy student. Would you agree with this? Humans haven't changed that much. In the year 1300, there were people making up silly names for sex acts. It's it's not like your generation is the first one to right. come up with this, and my generation is offended. They've always, human beings have always done this. It's just now you have this beautiful platform to share, and my generation is pissed. Not all of us. I'm certainly not. But I hear a lot of people, it's the same crap as like you read these articles now. I'm writing a bit about this, about how, the older generations trying to prove that the younger generation is dumb. It's I'm so sick of that ridiculousness. You know, I, I think I don't know how we got off onto this, but I think you know, naming pooping in the tank, a, an upper decker, yeah, is fun. And humans have always done stuff like that. And you know, these old people that are you know complaining about it, they used to ball their old ladies. So just because other people have named the acts. Anyway, what do you think of that, that amazing result of intercourse with the devil? Uh, yes, uh, I definitely would not think it would be a innocent curiosity of nature. Um, it would have to be the result of intercourse with the devil. Uh, <laughs> I think um, I'm kind of curious. You said you've never taken it out of this shadow box, but uh, right. I kind of do want to like... Uh, Try to pull it apart a little bit and see, yeah, see, uh, see that I don't know. There's That's probably a bit weird of a thing to say, but uh, no, no, I feel it too. I, you know, I looked at it. Should I open it? Should I not? I tell you, like the back. If you turn over and look at the back, 
It's pretty solid. They have it, you know, covered up with like some sort of cover there. So I would have to cut that. Yeah, you'd, you'd ruin the piece. I'd ruin the piece, the beauty of it. The yeah. <laughs> in order to get in there, I'd have to cut that back and then open. And I'd say, I'll tell you this, Drake. If if there was a like a screw on the bottom that if I unscrewed it, I could actually pull it out and and figure out of it. Then I would have done that years right, ago. Right, right. But yeah. sometimes certain, not knowing is better. That's what I was gonna say. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. It's like uh, adds an another dimension of mystery to it and all that. I always wonder, and I guess this could go for a lot of the crafts you have, just how mass produced were they? Like how, uh, did, did they have someone out there just making these shadow boxes having like, Oh, go find some two headed ducks or possibly stitch them together if need be, if you can't. Right. Uh, but I couldn't imagine, you know, seeing a shelf with a bunch of these on it at the store or something like that. I, I might be wrong, but there's no way that was mass produced. There's no way. I mean, it, it, let's say, let, <laughs> let's say that somebody actually was making them as a, as a, like a carnival freak show, right. sideshow thing. They made ten of them. <laughs> you know, they took twenty ducklings and <laughs> taxidermied them together right. and made ten shadow boxes and sold them to various sideshows or whatever. But they only put out one at a time because, of course, it's a one-of-a-kind one piece. It's oh, a right. one-of-a-kind. As soon as it's bought, then they put the next one out. Right. Gotcha. But I can't imagine there being, you know, like some companies churning out a thousand of those things. You know? <laughs> it's like, like there was uh, one-headed ducklings and pet rocks. <laughs> Right. And the pet rock took off, and then some guys just stuck with all these ducks. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. The pet rock sold, but my ducklings. I can't move yeah. my ducklings. <laughs> I have a great idea about snakes with legs. <laughs> and then that, that the chia pet outsold that one. Right. Ah! It's always something. It's have I ever I don't I might have told you this, Brent. One of my retirement plans. Uh did I ever tell you this? No. Here's one of my retirement plans, and this is fifty percent kidding. 50% real, uh, depending on who I tell it to and their reaction. Then I'll go along with them thinking it's stupid. Unless someone goes, that's not a bad idea. Then I'm like, I oh, know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to open up like a roadside attraction. One of those places with a big billboard that has a 500 man eater clam. Go to the mystery spot. Yes. I want one of those. I want a sideshow attraction. That's what I was going to say. I thought you were going to say. Really? Yeah. Here's my vision. The name of it's going to be God's Creatures question mark mm-hmm. right and i'm gonna have oddities in there like a two-bodied one-head duck right but each one each one of my oddities i'm gonna give a back history to and where it came from and a personality also so like i'm gonna have like a grasshopper with a big magnifying glass that you look through the magnifying and he's actually grinning <laughs> <laughs> How fun would that be? That's adorable. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, what have you heard of the Humboldt squid? This is where my wife thinks that the sideshow, this whole idea of mine, this roadside attraction, God's creatures, question mark. She, this is where she gets off board. Okay. But the Humboldt squid is, I think it's in the sea of Mexico or something. It's mm-hmm. like a really dangerous squid. They, they're voracious attack, uh, like feeders and they feed in packs. So, all you got to do is like drop a chicken leg in and these things, they have a, a like a, 
I don't know what you would call it. Like it's some suction cups. They have it's a squid. Yeah, they have suction cups, but they have a a thing that sh- darts out and grabs and bites and pulls into the mouth. It's very violent, like an alien yeah, mouth inside alien. the alien thing. Mm, yeah, and you you know, like from what I've read, five or six people die every year. For, I mean, they'll eat humans without a doubt. Anything that falls in the water, they attack it. You know, so their fishermen are out there at night, and they fall in the water, and then you know. Blah, you know so what I want in my sideshow roadside attractions is you you're looking at the adorable grasshopper that <laughs> that is grinning, and I have a backstory of why he died happy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and a lot of scientists still to this day don't believe that insects have emotions, but I'm proving it to you because look at this flea, right? <laughs> Who's crying, <laughs> you know? But then you when you turn a corner, a Humboldt squid grabs you and sucks you in. <laughs> See? How fun would that be? Uh, yeah, it's kind of a haunted house slash house of curiosities. There you go. But it would actually be a slide. Like he would pull you into his mouth and shoot you out the ass, but you would go down a slide, you know? And I had to add the slide part because my wife said it would be some kind of safety thing with children. Right. Feeding them to a squid. That... <clears throat> yeah. That's a bit closer, it sounds like. Well, I, you know, to me, it is sad that that culture, we've gotten to that point where we, you know, people will actually sue over something like that. But um, so would you have bought that if you saw, let's say, Drake, you're a college student, let's say $25, you're in a junk shop, you see that two-bodied, one-head duck, would you have bought that? Ooh, that's tough. Uh, I would probably feel like uh, inclined to buy it, but I might talk myself out of it. Uh I would want to get in there and not destroy the box. So I think I would probably buy it if I could see as soon as I paid it, I could just rip it open and see. uh, So I've had that for, I don't know, eight years. (laughs) You would never have let it stay in that box for eight years. Right. Yes. I'm impressed that you uh, haven't haven't just cracked it over your knee or something like that. Busted the glass out. What do you think, Brent? Are you buying that? I would have bought it and not looked at it. What? How can you do that? Uh, as a not uh, open. Oh, it up you wouldn't and, have opened yeah. it. Yes, you would keep it in the box. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like I said, sometimes knowing not 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 knowing is better. Right. Hmm. I mean, either way, I'm just impressed by whoever got it in the box, the ability to find it and uh, right. or sew it together. I mean, it's just if it was both, two ducks, they're both impressive. Right. Right. And I'm just happy that it exists at all. <laughs> See, that's the reason. I invited Drake on here. Finally, we have someone common sense and a <laughs> rational philosophical brain. Finally. Finally. I've been having these guests on that think I'm crazy. Look at my right? ducks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they think I'm crazy. <laughs> Brent's making fun of me because I, I like coffins. I don't understand. This is fascinating historical evidence. Of, of the devil? I don't know of what. I'm just talking. <laughs> Let's pull something else out and don't do the joke. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I just said, let's pull something else out. Oh, and that missed you. See, uh, that's the reason you're not closing my friend. I'm (laughs) sorry. I'm I'm a main event anywhere in the world. Now I did not actually buy this. This is one of the things I did not actually buy. This was the best gift my sister uh, ever gave me. And, uh, yeah, it's it's when I opened it, it was a Christmas gift, and she usually gets me pretty cool stuff. She's a cool sister, right? And she knows I'm into junk, so and so she's giving me some pretty cool things over the year. Older or younger? This is my older sister. Okay. Well, she's not older than me. Okay. I have two younger sisters. This is the middle one. 
Okay, the oldest of the two sisters. The oldest of the two sisters, yeah. Uh, this is the sister that I donated sperm to her and her wife. So and they. So this is the one of the mothers of my daughter niece. Right. Should the we pause mama? for a minute of so course. people can figure yes. that out? Or you yeah. could get the bit online at i on iTunes, and Spotify. You're a much better seller than I am. Yeah. Do I get paid for Spotify? I don't, do I? Yeah, you do. Oh, Spotify? It's just very little. <laughs> oh, it's just, yeah. All right. So on Christmas Day, I open this gift. I'm going to grab it here. So this is wow. A, this is a, I guess it's a, a I want to say miner's helmet, but yep. this light is very large. That's like a headlight. It looks, it looks like a, it's a headlight from a car. It's GE. Let me, I'm going to get the, t- the tape measure that they gave me here. <laughs> This is, uh, let's see, all right, this light, this headlight is eight inches across, okay, in it's circle, it's eight inches, and it is connected to an armadillo shell, mm-hmm. the head, so where the armadillo's head would be is this enormous lamp. Or, yeah, picture a mining helmet with a huge light, and then the helmet is an armadillo shell. Yes, and... It it actually works. You connect it. It's got wiring here that you connect to a battery that wow. you would, I guess, carry on so your belt. So it's portable, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a portable armadillo miner's hat. Uh, it's got some padding on the inside, you know, because for your comfort, well put. I like that. It's got a strap for your head, and you strap it under the chin. And it has, this might be my favorite part, it's got a tail. It's got a tail. Do armadillos have tails anyway? Yes. Let's see. I'm 82% sure. Yeah, not what, this long. It, yeah, that can't be a... This is not a... A, a, a real tail, that looks, right? <laughs> that can't be the real... <laughs> that looks like an aftermarket tail to me. This is an aftermarket armadillo <laughs> tail, definitely. Um, but it, it's... The one they chose, this is not a real tail, but the, what they chose is actually textured, They they do, which I like. They chose appropriately. I'm looking up on Google Images. They do have tails, and they're much thicker than that's a kind of like a rat tail. That's yeah, that's what I was thinking. This rat is a, tail. This is a rat tail. Uh, right. That's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Honestly, You're, I don't know why I haven't had you on every episode. You're the smartest person <laughs> that's been in this room. I'm, You're you accurate. It, yeah, I'm thoroughly convinced. I mean. So many questions that brings to mind, like, uh, was it used? Was it used in a mining facility? Uh, was it used by, like, go. the top miner who is, as, ah. like, a sign of, like, uh, honor or, like, a crown of sorts? Was this, it used by like the this. lowest yes. miner oh. as, a, as a sign of humility or, like, punishment? Like, oh, you have to wear the armadillo headlamp. <laughs> that right. also is the biggest lamp like light I've ever seen on a headlamp. I mean, and it's, it's, it's got some weight to it. I'd say it'd be like pulling you forward. Like, yeah, I mean, you'd have neck problems. Uh, Stuart's putting it on. I'm so glad. Uh, <laughs> you pretty much can't see past the bulb. that's so big. That's right. I can't it, see his it's eyes. It's hard to put on because the weight from the lamp, <laughs> it, you actually have to hold the armadillo plate. That's almost a two-person job. <laughs> yeah, this is very this, this is very close to a two-person job. I can barely. I'm having to pull. I'm having to pull the strap hard against my head to hold it upright. I don't, I don't even know. I don't know, know why people think I'm weird. 
<laughs> as you, what? As you, this as you is put an on an armadillo My helmet. sister gave, this is a gift of love. <laughs> You're tearing family love apart, which is one of the things Brent's good. I can't actually strap this. Can we get a picture of this? Because got a great, a great photo. Yeah. This is one of those items that we can describe it all day long. And you, the listener can try to paint a picture. But we need, this is going to have to be up on the website. We need mm-hmm. to get the French West African missionary guy to help us spread the word. <laughs> you yes. Know? That's wonderful. I, um, you guys are welcome to put this on or not, depending on what you want to do. <laughs> I think I've. I'm passing it to Brent here. Do you think this is a real armadillo shell? That is a shell? real armadillo shell, and I will tell you how I know because it's not the only one I own. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I'm, nice. uh, my favorite animal, and I'm an animal lover, my favorite animal is either the armadillo or the possum. And I don't know exactly what that says about me, but I like the solitary nature of both of the animals, the armadillo and possum. Mm-hmm. They're both night creatures, which so am I. You know, I just like them. And the armadillo's a little tank. I have, uh, and by the way, I want this stated again. I've stated in a previous podcast. I've never killed an animal. I saw a deer being, you know, like gutted once, and I cried for days. I was like five or something, and my Mm -hmm. mom said I was just unconsolable. Uh, I've hit, uh, you know, a raccoon once when I was driving, and I pulled over and cried. I... I've never killed an animal. I would never shoot an animal. But when somebody else <laughs> kills the animal and then makes it into an armadillo minor hat, <laughs> I'm all in. I have no hesitations. You know, my sister, like I said, gave me that for Christmas. But if I saw that in a store, if it was $300, I would argue with them and try to get the price down and negotiate. I would go to my car and, and pull things out that I had already bought on that trip (laughs) and try to trade and get the price. I would not just go, Oh, that's too expensive and walk out and let it go. I would fight for that helmet. You'd be calling American express. I'd be calling American express and say, I know you dropped me, but will you please? Hey, it's Stuart. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, we know, (laughs) we know, we know. Uh, did your sister give a backstory on that, where she got it, what she paid for it? Did you? Were you curious? Because I, I know you're a scared, curious poet, Stuart, so you had to ask some questions. Brent is now mocking me with that I'm line. Not. He's, uh, I did a it's CD. It's from one of your albums, which is available on iTunes. <laughs> I, well, you're becoming a better and better oh, guest. The, the, the dick jokes were inappropriate. Yeah. But now that you're such a promoter, then I'm, I'm letting you stay. Um. Yeah, I asked a question, but to be honest, the, when I, I was just in awe. How could you not be? And I, so yeah, I said, where did you get this? But she might have told me, but I was blinded by the light. And, yeah. You know, so I was just not really listening when she was telling me. And I was just like, you know, so I don't remember where she got it. It didn't, whatever she told me didn't stick in my head. I didn't care how much she paid for it because I didn't. You know, and it, it, that's no offense to her, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's like if she would have said $2,000, I would have remembered, you know. <laughs> right. So, And also if she would have said five, I think I would have remembered. Yeah. You know, so. She, so she paid probably a reasonable 20 price. 20 bucks. I'm, I know my sister, she didn't pay much. She's yeah. tighter than I am. Mm-hmm. And she, she's financially better off than I am. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. But she won't pay anything for anything, you know. But she, I think it's cute and ridiculous. She's a grown woman 
her and her wife have a very successful business, right? They make good money, you know, a very middle-class existence. But yet she'll nab a couple of rolls of toilet paper for my parents' house. I understand stealing a casserole dish because, you know, that, I mean, you buy a casserole dish from Target, you're at least, what, 15, 20 bucks, right? What's a roll of toilet paper? It's 50 cents? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. It depends on what qu- kind of quality you're talking about. Yeah. So I, anyway, I don't know why I'm talking, but so I know my sister did not pay much for that. Where's this displayed in your house? Uh, prominently when it's not being worn, <laughs> yeah, I actually don't wear it when I walk around. I have put it on, <laughs> you know, I don't know, once a month, I'll, I'll, you know what I mean? Party but, time. Yeah. You know, just walk around a little bit and I've hooked it up, you know, made sure it worked and everything. But, uh, that thing is bright. I could imagine it looks extremely bright. I was thinking of putting a, like a. A new bulb or like a strobe light in it or something, oh, you'd be the fucking hit of the party. I mean, that'd be light. amazing. That I'd see. I like the way <laughs> your mind works. I didn't think about. It. I put it on, and I had one of those little batteries. You know, uh, I don't. You could. I didn't have a belt, but you could have a belt holster for it or mm-hmm. something. And I hooked it up and walked outside in the dark, and you can see. I mean, I could see clearly my neighbors <laughs> inside his house oh. and everything. <laughs> It was just amazing. I imagine you just sitting there thinking of jokes and then you put the helmet on and that's where all the good jokes come from. Right. That's, it gets the juices flowing. That's the power. Yeah. It's the light bulb, literally. Oh, yeah. yeah. The- <laughs> so I like the question you asked earlier. Like, was it actually, why would you think someone would make that? I mean, it's not poorly constructed. You know, they have it. It's it's kind of held together well. The strap is solid, right? I think what's interesting to me is that, like, uh, the helmet is not a complicated invention. It's just a hard thing that goes over your head. A light, right. however, so there's a little bit more going on in the light. Sure. However, this uh, artifact takes the easy-to-make thing, the helmet part, <laughs> and, uh, you know, uses the armadillo's... Uh, shell and then has a light on top of it so that's just uh all over the place it's crazy it's all over the place yeah like yeah. it undoes the science but goes further in the science at the same time yeah it's an odd mix you know and i want to know was did the person that make like i could definitely see a human being right that legitimately needs uh, this hat for some reason right and then so they're they're not building it as a joke like they they're building and so they they have this big lamp and they're like well that might be a little too big but you know still works okay fine and then they look around and they go well there's an armadillo shell that'll work is that I could I could see a human building it with no irony at all right and I could also see someone constructing that thing and cannot even get the screws in because they're laughing so hard. Mm-hmm. We have no clue. It's all over the board, you know. I would love to sit down and talk to the person. Have you looked online to see if other others of those exist? You got something? Uh, I'm you seeing, Google it. See if you find anything. I'm seeing like there's a picture of a guy wearing an armadillo shell as a helmet with no light, and it's got the real tail on it. Um. And that that it looks like it might be for a movie. So I don't think this is a real thing that they sell. 
that's like an armadillo helmet seems like a truck stop kind of yeah thing yeah but i don't but it, not with the light not with the light <laughs> and it's got you know it's got the tail <laughs> it just makes me so happy you know i've made a lot of bad decisions in my life you know i've i've made a lot of decisions that if i could go back and do them again i would do differently i'm not mm-hmm. ashamed to to say that but i do really appreciate the fact that the decisions i've made have led me to the place where i can say my armadillo head helmet with the light is uh you know it's safe it's safe yeah part of your collection it's mine it's part of my collection i'm not ashamed of any you know (laughs) you know what i mean like i i don't know i dropped out of college because i got frustrated i should have stayed in you know and graduated like drake's gonna do and 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 go that path right Uh, you know I, i yeah i regret that but i don't regret an armadillo headlamp you know what i mean i just don't I don't regret uh, the, uh, you know, hair art or a coffin or, you know, let me pull out something else that. Uh, I mean, you can always buy an armadillo helmet with a degree. You probably have more money. <laughs> That's true. To I, buy armadillo helmets. And uh, hold on, I'm walking away from the mic to get this. But, and if I'm honest, it's probably the reason I regret dropping out. Because <laughs> if I would have stayed in school, yeah, I would have had my collection would be bigger. You know. <laughs> What what are your plans after college, Drake? I really uh, don't know at the moment. Yeah. Well, I mean, what kind of jobs do you get? What's you know philosophy, and then uh, I think you said rhetoric, or what, I mean, what what's in the field besides teaching philosophy? Right. Yeah, that's kind of the go to. Uh, uh, I'm also minoring in uh, media arts studies, which is kind of like what a old communications degree used to be. I have a communication degree. So. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So I got some like hands on stuff. Or like uh, did some studio work. Like mm-hmm. I like to make videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just put them on like Instagram and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like the idea of being involved in like production and making media and stuff. So has the rhetoric been mixed with the communication as far as do you you know talk about subliminal messages or anything like that? Uh, subliminal stuff's pretty interesting uh, to talk about. I think most people. Uh, I guess the standard view is that like subliminal messaging isn't as effective as, uh, you know, a lot of people would want you to think it is, but, uh, it does certainly go together and just remembering, especially like making something artistic, all the rhetorical decisions that are in there, like, uh, within that piece of media, all the kind of decisions that have to be made. So yeah, the two go together pretty nicely. Stuart has a green bubble wrap. All right, here's what we're going to do. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take some heat from this. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt in my mind. Because this one right here, Brent Terhune, already thinks I'm sick and all that. Meanwhile, you know, he, he buys Iron Maiden records at a clip unheard of since 1984. Yeah, that's true. And that's nothing against Iron Maiden. But I'm going to take some flack for what I'm about to show you. So let's. it's in green bubble wrap. And uh, we'll open it up here and see... I, I have full confidence in Drake's uh, ability to recognize amazing. So <laughs> I'm not worried about him at all. He has impeccable taste. Terhune, I don't know if Terhune's going to be able to jump on board with this or not. And we, we might get some. And I, I have already have emails. a name for this item. Huh? I already have a name for this item of what exactly people will know. Okay. With this, oh, uh, I know not, where not you're going. I name. think I know where you're going. Yeah, 
But uh, we might get a few emails from people that are not happy about this. I, I don't know. But all right. This oh, is wow. a polio brace. For I, I, that, and I'm assuming a polio brace. I'm not, you know, might have been a brace for something else. But because of the the way the shoe is on the, let me put it up here, is on the base and everything. I usually see polio braces, and they 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 look like this. What's different about this is it's still got the leg in it. It's the, the bones, human, yes. It's the, it's the the bones are still in it. So we is have, that real bone? Are those real bones? You think? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean. You know, if they're not, then someone has done an amazing fake job. You know, I mean, down to even where, like, they're pieced together with with old metal. You know, so we're at like at the knee, uh, the 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 knee joint swings, and where they've where they've screwed it into the knee joint, some of the bone is chipped away. Mm-hmm. So, and it it uh, it looks like, you know, bone. You know, I know I didn't describe that well, but. Maybe you guys can do a better job. It's porous. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? So I have no idea what year this is. I have no idea, really. I just, I was just, I saw it and I thought, holy dark <laughs> beauty. When you pulled it out and I said, I have a name for it, it to me, it brings to mind Enforced Gump. That's when where he's I got thought you were braces going. on his legs. He's got braces on his legs. That scene where he's running and they fall apart or whatever. Yeah, this. I don't. It's. I don't know. It's a child. Let me. I'm going to stand up for a minute and see how tall this is compared to me. Does that seem? I mean, not that's bad. Pretty tall. Yeah. You think yeah. you could fit in it? <laughs> Small. bit small of a shoe yeah. but um yeah so the leg is about as long as my legs right i'm five five i'm not that tall but it's a, it's in a you know it's a it's not a child's leg you know and it's i don't know what else to say about it. it's it's in this brace it has an old shoe that's brown uh that lace, like a leather shoe le- it's a leather shoe it laces up you can feel the bones in it right there if we want to take the shoe off we can and it's it's a it's a Forrest Gump bra- leg brace to you know what he had the braces on to correct uh, you know in the movie to correct his you know his his walk or whatever you know and that might have been what this was for it's a metal brace with leather straps uh, the shoe is connected to the base there's a leather strap around the shin maybe a little bit higher than the shin and then there's the knee the leather kneecap and underneath uh, above that is another brace that laces up so you strap it on yourself it laces up and then the top would that go around the waist do you think either go around the waist or the very top of your thigh very top yeah probably the very top of your thigh you would and it has buckles two of them two straps with buckles and you would strap that to your thigh and then inside is the human leg bone you know, which we all know what that looks like. So I'm going to pass this to Bruce. What? So where do you, where do you find this? What do you say when you find this? Uh, what does the person selling it say? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I found this in West Virginia, uh, right near the border of Ohio, and this guy had an incredible collection of medical things. 
incredible. I'm still, I have a list of my top 10 things that I've wanted that were way out of my price range. He probably had three right there, you know. Uh, he had a complete monkey skeleton. Oh, wow. Complete monkey skeleton. $700 would not budge from that price. You can buy a live monkey for seven hundred dollars. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank That's you. a good point. I know. I, I <sighs> and then you'd have a monkey skeleton after too long, anyway. It's <laughs> eventually. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. Oh, but he had this. Apparently, he was not a doctor, but his father was, or his grandfather. It was in the family, right? I bought a lot of things from him. Uh, he went down on that. It's the brace with the human leg in it. You know, I think if I remember correctly, he wanted several hundred dollars for that. And I told him he was crazy. And, you know, I said, I see these every day of the week. Are you nuts? <laughs> and, and he was laughing. I was getting, you know, and I was like, you know, and I, I told. So, uh, you know, he said, like, all right, how about 150 for the, the brace with the, the human leg in it? And I said, you know, I don't even think it fits me. I, how am I going <laughs> to use this thing? And he's laughing and this and that. And I and then he goes, just go look around, see what else you want. And we so I bought multiple things from the guy. You know, I, I bought a few uh, bottles that you know, like old medicine bottles. And when you read what's in it, there's opium. <laughs> you know, which that was effective. <laughs> that say what you want, right? About having to list the ingredients, but you know, when it's twenty percent opium, the cough goes away. Yeah, when- you know. When they're still guarding the opium fields today, <laughs> right? Kind of says something about the medicine. Yeah. So I, uh, I bought, uh, I bought, uh, you know, several things from him, and he ended up giving me that that leg for like I don't know seventy five bucks, something like that. You know, that's a deal. Uh, which you know, I mean, when can't it comes to human it. skeletal remains, you can't beat that. I thought maybe uh it might be illegal to like sell parts of dead bodies i think it is actually so he was really that's even more of a deal that he was doing yeah. this under the table oh i'll throw in a part of a human skeleton in right. in your uh buying the leg brace but i can't get over like the if these are not real bones i've never seen a better fake bone like i'm pretty convinced you yeah. you talked about it being porous I don't really know what a bone feels like, but yeah, I was about to say, I was like, I can't really tell you, right. but it also looks pretty real. Yeah, I, it really does. I mean, if, if someone, an expert, right. And none of us are experts, but if, if we got an expert to look at that and they said, this is a fake, I'll guarantee you, they would say, this is a, an exceptional fake. I mean, That's they, right. they really went the extra mile. I mean, even like, like I was saying earlier, Drake, with where the where they screwed it in, mm-hmm. you can see where parts of the bone have chipped from the screw being there. If you were going to make a fake, would you f- make a fake chip? You that's know, detail. That's detail. It, it, it's kind of like the duck. If that is a fake taxidermy duck, good for you. Good for <laughs> you. You yeah. know. So, what do you think? Would you have bought that? I think I definitely would have, especially uh, you talked about the guy being <laughs> uh, able to be haggled down. I'm very curious about the uh, the foot in it. Like, is should we, we take the shoe off? Let's uh, try. Try to take. Go, the go shoe ahead. Off. Okay. Let's hate for the foot to fall apart if it's a f- real foot. Well, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I say we do it. I mean, it's your your item. So, so I tell you what, unlace it 
and see if you can't open the shoe a little and see if you can't get a good look in there. I wish we had a battery to hook up that miner's helmet. We could really get a good look in there. <laughs> so what, what, when you got a light on our, on our cameras, right? On your phones. Yeah. On our, on our, yeah. On our phones. Internet I called devices. it a camera. <laughs> um, so what, what's an, a Stuart Huff haggling technique? Cause you talked a guy down. I have a, I have a lot of them. Some, you, you need to, I'm, I'm definitely not the best at it, but you need to try to assess the personality of the person that you're trying to get a, you know what I mean? Another thing, another thing that's kind of hard to, uh, hard to judge is like this guy, for instance, there was a tremendous amount of medical Mm -hmm. equipment, medical jars. He had several tables, like old you know, tables, you know, there were saws he had. Oh, no. I wanted yeah. one so bad that we're like, I, we'll go down to Lowe's. I'll get you a saw. No, this was an old civil war. Saw the bones off kind of bone saw. Yeah. Pretty sure the new ones can do that too. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, he had a lot of stuff in there. A monkey skeleton. I told you about, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And now when you, when you run across a place like that, they are either number one, totally in love with their stuff and it's way overpriced and they even if you have if a monkey skull uh, monkey skeleton is worth seven hundred dollars i don't know if it is or not yeah who's to say who's to say that's one where it's up to the buyer yeah or the seller yeah so they're either when you see someone with a lot of the same thing they're either a completely in love with it and that's what they collect and they are not budging or they're ready to get rid of this because they, they inherited it from a family member. They, you know, they got a divorce and they got this and the settlement and they're just ready. They don't want this crap anymore. Blah, blah, so they're, they're ready and willing and able. So you got to try to figure that out. And then you got to figure out the person. It, are they going to, do they laugh when you say something funny or do they roll their eyes? You know, do they just go? No. That's hard when you say, "Will you take less for the the human skeleton in the brace?" <laughs> and they go, "No." Then you're like, "Oh," and you know, I'm I'm not gonna. He's not gonna budge. He's not gonna go down at all, you know. But some of them, like I, uh, I try to make jokes a lot. Like I, my favorite thing that I own is a teak mermaid that was on the front of a ship at one time. You know, they and and she's like reaching out and. It's a large, heavy, wooden mermaid, you know, but she's, it's a mermaid. So she's topless. Right. And I, okay. Now I, we're talking <laughs> now Brent's in. Yeah. I've been working on, I, it took a while for me to talk them down to where I got, they wanted a thousand dollars for this mermaid. Nope. Yeah. I can't, even if I do say yes, I don't have a thousand dollars. So it's nope, but I worked on them. Little by little, chipping them down, chipping them down, you know. And, like, I would go in there, <clears throat> and this is when I knew – I well, this is when I thought I was pretty sure I was going to get the mermaid eventually was I said to the – it was a husband and wife that owned the shop, right? And I said to the – when I first saw it, it was the wife was in the store, you know. And she said $1,000. And I said, oh, I said, this is gorgeous. Tell me how you – the backstory. And I listened to her whole family story and everything. And I kind of got – I mean, it was interesting, but I was also thinking – Let's talk, you know? Yeah. So when I left the first time, she said maybe 950 she would go down to 950 So I only got her down $50. Second time I went back to the store, right, her husband was there. And 
And she said, this is the gentleman that I was talking to you about that we sat here and talked for, you know, oh, nice to meet you, you know, all that, you know, I'd love some coffee. Are you kidding me? So how long have you had the mermaid, you know? And then he told me all that. And, and then he said, so I, 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 my wife tells me you're interested in it. And I said, well, I'm, I'm just a, you know, I, I don't have a lot of money. I'm a poor guy, but I'd love to own it. Yeah, but nine 900 is where. We left off. Is that mm-hmm. right, ma'am? 900? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what you... 900? What do you think? Is Could we go down anymore? And he said, oh, 875. And I, I said, you know what? I said, I want to point this out. You know, I cannot display this in my home because she's topless. <laughs> That's right. and, and he laughed. And I knew when he laughed, I'm going to get this mermaid. Mm-hmm. I knew it because it's going to take time. But five years later, $300, I walked out with a mermaid. You know? Wow. Yeah. I wore, now, I had to, you know, spend all that time, and I got to know those people, which I loved. You know what I mean? It's great. I love that. But Are they still open? Still have a shop? Yeah, they're still there. Yeah. You know, and I do stop in, and, you know, it's, I bought, you know, they don't, I haven't bought a lot from them, because that was the thing, you know. But So, like, this guy that, that had all this medical stuff, I wanted that leg. He also had a full size skeleton, human skeleton mm-hmm. that was either again real or the best fake anybody's ever done, and that was like two grand. That's out. That's not happening. Yeah, you know. So now I'm focused on the leg. I want something. I don't know. A human skeleton could go for two thousand dollars. I feel like there's a lot of those just sitting around. <laughs> that's true. And uh, there's like. Yards of the yeah the graveyard. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Did you open the shoe? Uh, so I didn't want to like you know yank it too hard. I got a, I got the top part open, and you can look down into it, and it's definitely bone down there. Right. But I guess I was more. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna get it off to the point of being able to see the little toes the or anything toes, like yeah. that. But it definitely still seems like uh, it's a bit small of a foot to go with this long of a leg, right? I like, wonder what what. I hope this isn't offensive to anybody, but I wonder if that was part of the deformity. Oh, you know. Oh yeah, that's true. It could have been, been. You know, the leg is a. I'm five foot five, five foot six, and the leg is about my size. And that foot, what would you say? Yeah, like size, I don't know. Like size what here? Three or four. I mean, I mean, we're going to bring the tape. <laughs> yeah. That's a, you know, six-inch shoe. That's that's a child's shoe with a, a full-grown or, you know, medium-sized man. I don't know. Is five, five short? It might be. I don't know. But I consider myself short. But anyway, that's a that's an adult leg with a, with a child's shoe on it, you know. And the bone, the foot that is connected to that bone is not obviously not bigger than the shoe because it's in the shoe, right? So maybe that was part of the deformity. It it could be that it's a smaller shoe because it's just bones and they put the shoe on, although it kind of matches with the whole other part of the leather pieces. But, I mean, I, f- I feel like you can wear a smaller shoe when you don't actually have a foot. <laughs> it's just bones, you know? And that's the wisdom that you bring, and I love it. You know, these are deep thoughts. <laughs> You know, you can wear smaller (laughs) shoes if you don't have skin or toenails. (laughs) But not that much smaller. Yeah. You know, I mean, a skeleton foot is much larger than that. Like a 
you, you know, it, it, my foot, my skeleton foot, right, is is not that much smaller. You know what I mean? Right. The, you know. Yeah, the skin is good at uh, holding all the bones together. You know. Huh. <laughs> right. Who'd have thought that? That's yeah, really. <laughs> And oh, that's yeah. the reason the original title of this podcast was Junk Education. That's what uh, you told me the title was. I th- Is that a better title than cu- Obsessive Curiosities? Uh, I like it. I didn't know if you were going to do like uh, maybe some critique of education uh, or something like that, which I feel like you'd definitely be able to do. We're going to do that next. Me, you, and my guest Susan Sizer. So in that case, junk education, I was like, oh, yeah, makes perfect sense right. using junk to educate junk education. Right. But then I got here and the, the producer wanted to change it. So, OK, whatever, you know, you're going to go just dub in. Hi, this is and then just say the title. Right. Whatever junk education. Yeah. Whatever you decide. On. Right. All right. So last question. Uh, Brent, what do you think? You buying that? I would not buy that. You would not. Drake no. would buy that. Yeah. Right, especially he said because I, I was able to negotiate. Right, there was wiggle room there, pun totally intended. Mm-hmm. Right, you would not buy that. Why would, not? Um, I mean, if that's a real human bones, it just seems weird to for me to own it. You know, <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I know. You already, oh, obviously you already own like two hundred bones. Yeah, what's a that's couple true. more? Why Come would I need on. any more? What's a few more? You know, might come in handy one day. Yeah, you never know. Hey, Doc. <laughs> right. Can you put this one in? Can I bring my own? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I just, don't think I would. It's what? It's macabre to you? It's just, it's kind of gross? It's not gross. It's uh, certainly not a, you know, lay it out on the coffee table for guests to see. <laughs> Boy, if I was your guest. <laughs> centerpiece. Yeah. 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 I mean, I... I can't imagine if I walked into someone's house and they just had a, a leg and a foot laying on their coffee table, I don't think I'd leave for hours. I'd be That's like, why we you? don't display I'd them be when you like, come hey, over. This is what you're putting on the table. Show me the shit you're not putting out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Th- I saw. Don't think I'd buy it. I'd buy that duck. I, you'd buy the duck. I'd buy the duck. The 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 one headed two bodied duck. Mm-hmm is not as creepy as the actual human bone. No, because the duck, it just looks uh, like fluffy. <laughs> yeah, but the duck's looking at you, too. Like, when you look at the duck, the duck looks at you as to I want the, the duck to look at me. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> the leg cannot gaze back. The leg uh, brace. Right. Uh, I don't, By the way, it's, that's a left left leg, just so we're So you can picture I it. I wouldn't buy a right one. No. All right. Well, this has been an interesting episode, and I want to thank Drake for coming out and uh, being right. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, he would buy the duck, and he would he would open it, which I don't blame. Either way, if you open the duck or don't open the duck, right? You know, either way. As long as you buy it. As duck. long as you buy it. Without hesitation, <laughs> yeah. he would buy it, and he would buy the leg. And anybody that says they would not buy that armadillo miner's helmet can just – I don't want to – I don't even want you in my audience. <laughs> You're not allowed to come to my shows. I don't want you on the same bus as me. You know, I want you red flagged at the airport. <laughs> you know, that's that should be that should be the airport test. They hold up the armadillo shell <laughs> miner's helmet and say, would you purchase this? And if you say no, not allowed on the plane. No and if you're already wearing one, you can fly the plane. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Right this way. <laughs> 
All right, and thank you, Brent, for being here. Thanks for having me Always on, good to hang out with you guys. Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities is an on-tour production. Matt Holt, producer. Matt Holt also wrote that sentence. If you want to support us, please rate and review us on iTunes. Anything you do is greatly appreciated. You can visit our Facebook page also at Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities. We'll post items of interest there, and you can chit-chat with other obsessives. I even stop by from time to time to see if I can buy anything from anybody. I've been Stuart Huff. If you've liked my obsession as much as I do, thank you very much for listening to me.